Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Michael, Michael Reed on, on LMFM. Thursday morning, the 8th of October. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. Arresting the growth in the rate of COVID-19 is being tackled by level three restrictions. The Oversight Committee met this morning, um, chaired by the Secretary General of my department, with a view to stronger enforcement uh, around level three restrictions. We're particularly concerned about Northern Ireland. I mean, people talk about red zones and so on. Northern Ireland is now a significant, uh, significantly challenging situation for the North in terms of the very, very high numbers. But clearly the overspill uh, into the Republic and the uh, consequences that could be there. So we have to deal with that as well. Policing the restrictions could mean forcing compliance. We're looking at, uh, can we, the whole area of of, uh, fines, for example. Uh, in terms of, yeah. of um, tra- tra- traffic and so on like that. Michal Martin, the Taoiseach, giving that warning yesterday. Now, the growth in the virus is measured by the experts in NEFET who look at the key indicators. In respect of each of those key indicators that we considered on Sunday, we have seen further deterioration in each one of them over the course of recent days and we are deeply concerned uh, about the changing path of this infection. CMO Tony Hulan telling us uh, that uh, the situation today is worse than it was on Sunday when Neffed recommended we go to level five. The number of people in hospital on the 1st of August was eight, on the 1st of September was 36, last Thursday was 122 and uh, earlier today was at 156. Whilst the number in critical care on the 1st of September was just six, today that number is 25. Dr Ronan Glynn, stark statistics, I'm sure you'll agree, there is reason for concern. We're really genuinely worried and concerned about what the stage uh, of the disease. I suppose we've all become used to listening to the advice of Dr. Tony Hulin, who returned uh, and uh, spoke to reporters yesterday, the first time since uh, Leo Vratker's interview on uh, the Clare Byrne programme on Monday evening, very critical of uh, the recommendations uh, that came from NEFID over the weekend. Let's talk to Dr. Alona Duffy, who's a GP based in Monaghan and medical director of NEDOC. Good morning to you, Dr. Duffy, and thanks for joining us uh, today. NEFID, 
will meet today. They will, as they always do on a Thursday, make recommendations to government on what should happen next to try and restrict uh, the surge in this virus. Uh, They met on Sunday, which was an unusual meeting. On Sunday, they recommended that we go to level five, that the entire country go to level five. Uh, They say that the situation is worse today, or was worse yesterday at least, than it was on Sunday. So what do you think they'll be recommending to government today? I think NEFAs are going to base all recommendations, as they do, on on the safeguarding of our healthcare systems and those most vulnerable in our country. So I think when we hear figures every day, we look at the stark numbers, and perhaps we're hearing a bit more about those figures and stories around them, how somebody coming home from a holiday abroad, a couple can infect 30 people, and that's to make us think about the figures. But what we've got to remember is that NEFAs are looking at the figures in a different way. It's not just doctors, it's analysts, it's it's the whole thing of looking and projecting those figures, looking and seeing how... How is the virus spreading in our community? And what we on the ground, even as a GP, are seeing is that it is very different from last March, April and May. At that stage, we were getting positive cases, but we knew that they weren't spreading outwards That because people had such limited social contact with other people that the virus was limited to those really directly closely associated with them. Unfortunately, what we're now seeing is that we're seeing cases and we're seeing multiple positive cases in close contacts developing over the week or so after that, and then more cases developing from those. So we are spreading that seepage out, that spreading out, and of major concern to us at the moment is that we are now seeing older people starting to test positive, which means that absolutely we will find people who are sicker, who require hospital and perhaps require ICU beds. We know our hospital is under crisis. I mean, this morning I came in this morning to find an email from Cavan Hospital telling us that um, because of COVID in the hospital, that they're under crisis. They're asking us not to refer patients unless absolutely necessary to the hospital. So I think this is showing that here we are and we're already seeing the impact of this. And this is what NEFET have been trying to protect us from. So it is disappointing that they, you know, that unfortunately the Tonita spoke perhaps without knowing the full story and without thinking first. And as we're now aware, I think it was probably done that he felt a sense of frustration and anger that he wasn't aware that the, that the recommendations had been made by NEFET, that this letter was leaked. But we are now aware that the government were informed through the Minister for Health. The Minister for Health was fully aware that NEFET were having that emergency meeting. They, the concerns mm. were discussed before, afterwards and again following that. So exactly. On Saturday, on Sunday morning and yeah. after the meeting uh, on Sunday evening and uh, the Taoiseach was aware of it. Uh, I assume Leo Bradker wasn't, uh, but he, he has uh, put a question in all of our minds, has he not? Uh, and that is if uh, government doesn't believe or doesn't accept the recommendations of NEFIT, why should I? Well, I suppose that that's an excellent question. I mean, what we've got to remember is the government ultimately, have, they have to think about everything. And I think as, as the Honest Lee of Radcar said that night, they're thinking about everything from the finances of the country to, you know, people's jobs, livelihoods, business, etc. And that's fine. They're, they're seeking medical and, and analytic advice from NEFET. And it is up to them to decide whether they're going to use it. So, you know, it's not NEFET. NEFET cannot be criticised for offering what they feel is the safest and best advice for our country. It is then up to the government to decide are they going to accept it or are they going to dilute it down a bit and I suppose what was surprising was that perhaps that they so adamantly rejected it and, and so were so critical of mm. NEFET you know many ministers and many TDs coming out and really publicly criticising NEFET and members of NEFET which I think was unacceptable they're, they're, they are doing their job 
absolutely the government can decide we don't we don't want to act on that at the moment. Mm. But I think the rumblings and the mutterings that we've been seeing in social media and in interviews, both with the Taunashta and others, are suggesting that this circuit break that was talked about perhaps may be required. And I suppose what I would say to people out there in the public who are finding this really difficult, and we know people are struggling with being at home again, if they were going back into work, finding if they mm. worked in a restaurant or in a pub that perhaps they're, they're out of a job again. This is not easy. We fully recognise that. Yeah. But what I'd be saying to We've also got to think, do we want the figures to continue to rise so we reach a a level where we're back where we were back in March, April with everybody at home, our kids no longer able to go to school, nobody able to go anywhere unless it's absolute critical work. And perhaps that's overflowing into our Christmas time when we'd be hoping perhaps to be able to regain a little bit of normality again. But if we can't act now, if we can't see our figures drop and get them contained a bit, because we were always expecting a wave-like approach. You know, when kids went back to school, we figured there might be a slight rise. Interestingly, we haven't seen a massive rise as a result of children going back to school. We're seeing a rise as a result of other people beginning to socialise, meet in groups and spread the virus and perhaps as well not adhere to the guidance that they've been given. We absolutely know that there are many people out there who are close contacts of somebody who is a positive case who have been informed of that and have been advised that they must self-restrict, meaning stay home, not go to shops, not go to work, not go to school for a full 14 days and who are refusing to do that because they're feeling okay and they're thinking, well, I'm all right. And they're failing to acknowledge that they may be an asymptomatic spreader and spreading to those around them and therefore adding to the numbers that are going up and more importantly, putting vulnerable people at life risk. I suppose anybody who watched uh, the press briefing last night will know that uh, the message is that we have to act now if we want to save Christmas. Uh, But Christmas uh, may seem almost irrelevant in terms of what the impact will be otherwise. Uh, you mentioned Cavan there a moment uh, ago and that there's an outbreak in uh, the hospital. I think uh, that uh, might be of uh, concern to some people listening to us. Have you any more detail on that for us, Dr Duffy? Um, I think everything is under control, but what they just are asking is that um, that people kind of stay away from the hospital unless they absolutely need to. So if you feel you require emergency care, I mean, just try contacting your GP or the GP out of our service as, as an initial port of call. Don't be attending with useless reasons. However, if you have an appointment and unless you've heard otherwise, it is safe to attend. So if you have an outpatient appointment or you've been asked to attend for a test, it is okay to attend for that test um, because if there were risks, they would be contacting you and advising you not to attend. So I think just we, got, we have to use our services appropriately and we have to use them safely. Mm. So no unnecessary attendance to the hospital at this point in time. But do we know how many cases or if it's a cluster or if patients have been isolated or if we testing... No, we don't know. We've just been informed. Okay, sure, yeah. Yeah, we've just been informed. Okay. Well, uh, we also heard uh, from uh, Tony Houlihan, uh, Ronan Lynn, uh, and Philip Nolan last night. And uh, the message uh, that each of uh, the doctors spelled out is uh, that uh, we really have. Uh, upsurge in uh, the spread of uh, this disease and the incidents are are growing day by day Uh, and they're looking at that as you say from all of uh, the statistics that they have in front of them and they can predict what's going to happen and it's going to get a a lot worse. It's already got a a lot worse since Sunday and as I I was saying to you uh, at the beginning, if level 5 was the right recommendation in Neffet's mind on Sunday, surely level 5 will have to be the right recommendation today or if they don't recommend that we go to level five. There'll be all sorts of questions about political interference and if Neffet is credible. 
Um, I think it's just, again, remembering what, what is NEFIT's role. NEFIT's role is to advise based on, on the, the medicine aspect, mm. based on, on the spread, the, you know, the viral spread, so the epidemiological aspects, all of that. That is their role. And they will advise the government, but the government may not accept all of their advice because they may say, well, look, at, we accept that. We accept mm. you're saying the numbers are rising, but perhaps if we go to level four or if we... It mm. doesn't even have to be about the levels. Uh, and there, 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 are, there, are, there are good reasons. I, I mean... Uh, livelihoods can be destroyed. Uh, there's uh, all of the other concerns uh, about uh, the impact on mental health and uh, people' general well-being, uh, as such. Uh, but then there's also the economic costs, uh, and not just uh, if it's a question of the economy over health. Uh, but the country could go bankrupt, uh, and that could mean that we wouldn't be able to provide the services through the health service, uh, ICU, or whatever else is needed to deal with this virus. At the same stage, if if we're kind of making that decision, we may end up then uh, in a situation like was in Italy. And I think during the height of, of COVID, early before we reached our peak, we heard stories of, of people, you know, who basically couldn't get treated because there weren't enough ICU beds. And it was the case if you were over 50, you didn't get an ICU bed. Now, I would hope we never reach that stage. And they were the learning lessons that Ireland learned from other countries and made sure that didn't happen. And I mean, it's been said, well, we locked down very early. We were very strict. Absolutely. We were lucky. We were on the, we were kind of able to learn from other countries who had really suffered. Spain, Italy, you know, or China, who had really suffered and people had died, perhaps on, on needlessly and unnecessarily. And I think the other thing we've got to remember, as you said, it's not just about the COVID aspect. I mean, we saw all services closed down in hospitals. Mm. Really, the only acute service that remained open were the A&E departments, and even they were limited and people were afraid to go to them, and the GP services. But what's happened in recent weeks and hopefully the last month or two is we're seeing slowly, and far too slowly in my own opinion, other hospital services and clinics start to open up and test and, you know, places that people will be having lots of investigations reopen again. Because without those, we're also seeing people starting to suffer as a result of non-COVID illnesses, undiagnosed cancers, ongoing problems that haven't been treated and couldn't be treated during COVID. So we have got to ensure that we can keep our hospitals open. And I think seeing today what's happening in Cavan, where, you know, there is a crisis in Cavan at the moment, may mean that some people are getting phone calls, cancelling admissions, cancelling outpatient procedures and things. And that is going to also adversely affect their health. Of course. Uh, just uh, to conclude, uh, the Tonish will be in Northern Ireland today. Uh, I imagine uh, that uh, there's a, an opportunity to impress on the authorities uh, there that uh, the virus doesn't respect borders. Uh, what would you hope uh, he would achieve today that uh, maybe the six counties uh, would move to level three type restrictions? Well, I'd hope that by talking to his counterparts in the north that they're going to kind of talk to him and hopefully learn from him. We, we know that the rates in, in the north are just in multiples of, of our rates per capita in the south. Mm. So I'm hoping that they'll be looking for advice and guidance and perhaps learning how they can improve their figures. Our concern is, especially for those of us in border areas like Donegal, Monaghan and, and Louth, and, and Cavan, that basically we are seeing people travelling over and back over the border. Now, it's fine when it's at work or you live or you're educated on one side of the border and have to travel to the mm. other. That's fine. But when we know that people are using it as a means of accessing kind of pubs, restaurants and things that perhaps haven't been closed down just across the border, that becomes a problem. And it was a problem at the beginning of our outbreak when we started to lock down quite quickly and we realised that people were travelling over the border to socialise and gather in groups. It's not the socialising part, but it's the gathering in the groups and the spreading of the virus. We've got to ensure that's not happening. 
I think it's very difficult. You know, we're aware that there are checkpoints and roads, but that's probably more going to be concentrated in more urban areas coming in and out of Dublin. Um, are we going to do that here along our border? And if we do, what can we do? Because as mm. we're aware, there is no legislation to stop people travelling and at present there are no means of fining people or anything like that. And I know there's talk of that, but um, again, that will take time to, to organise and institute. Okay, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Uh, as always, uh, it's Simon Coveney, uh, who's uh, in Northern Ireland today, former Tanisha, uh, and now uh, Minister for Foreign Affairs, uh, just to correct my error there. But uh, Mara, thanks uh, to Dr. Alona Duffy, who's a GP based in Monaghan and uh, the Medical Director of any doc. Michael, Michael Reed, Reed on, on LMFM. LMFM. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.